looking back at the best of Saturday's racing from around the country and examining the big talking points of the day, this is Pass the Post. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Pass the Post. We've passed the post Saturday, January 9, and we're now headed towards the big dance. That's next Saturday. Magic Minions race out Aquas Park Gold Coast. But Nathan Exelby, in saying all of that, Yesterday is fast developing into a very good day in its own right. I mean, in isolation, it's a very good race meeting. There was a lot of talking, a lot of conversation leading up to the races. And I've got to say, as a result of the meeting, there's a lot of conversation coming out of the meeting, particularly leading to next Saturday. Yeah, it's certainly um, shaping just as they would have hoped, I, I guess, in, in, in really boosting this race day, which they did last year, off the back of, I think, four of the last six two-year-old winners have come off that Gold Coast meeting the Saturday before and they built it around that and certainly the wave's proving a bit of a hit because of that, that big prize money carrot attached to the bonus. It was an entertaining race. It was a, th- it was a thrilling finish, a really, you know, um, gr- gritty finish. But I do think the, the, uh, the pearl and the nugget are the real talking points leading up to the mm. meeting. You know, who's going to uh, shine out of it? Who's not going to shine? Is it going to be a surprise packet? And I think we actually sort of half saw that yesterday with, with Swift Witness and and Finance Tycoon to a lesser degree. And we'll talk about those races more. But a lot of uh, a lot of races to talk about, a lot of people to speak to. Uh, it was a good meeting, uh, and despite all of the drama uh, that, uh, of course, preceded it with the lockdown in the greater Brisbane area. But uh, I think largely didn't affect the Gold Coast meeting. Probably... Not you and I around, though, David. Yes, exactly. We were in lockdown. So let's let's make a start. Let's go to the Tab Wave. Quarter of a million dollar race for three- and four-year-olds. And, uh, well, as we did predict, Paradis ran the favourite, 370. Frosty Rocks on the Ashmore Roadside in the wave. A length in front of Amica. Paradis sits third on the heels of the pace. Adelaide's three wide. Paniagua is deep, going up four and five wide. Pure Deal going with him. Ballistic Boy on the move. Then Kukaracha. Wapati is further back. And Kerwin's Lane at the head of the others as Frosty Rocks led into the straight. 300 metres out. Paradis into the clear. Is giving chase now. Coming after Frosty Rocks. They're clear of Amica. Two-horse race in the way. Frosty Rocks in front. Paradis has to do the chasing. Paradis comes at Frosty Rocks. Grabs the grey. Wins the wave. Paradis beat Frosty Rocks. Wapiti third. Amica. Kerwin's Lane. Kukadacha Ballistic Boy. And then Prophet Star of Michelin. Followed by Pure Deal. Adelaide's Indian Dreamer. Paniagua. And Rebel Rock was last in the tab wave of 2021. And my thanks to Terry Spargo for filling in for me yesterday at Aquas Park Gold Coast. And it was a thrilling finish, but in the end, Parody took the honours, got the plaudits, running down the lead of Frosty Rocks. And Denny O'Brien, the trainer of Parody, has been kind enough to join us here on Pass the Post. He's our first guest. Danny, good morning. Congratulations. Thank you. That was, uh, was a plan that um, we'd had in mind since the spring, and fortunately everything went to plan yesterday. We don't know a lot, lot about her here in, in, in Queensland, but we've seen a lot of her, of course. Uh, and one thing I'll say about her, and I'm sure you'd agree, it's, it's, it's an expression I use occasionally. You can trust this mare. You can trust when she was a filly. She never runs a bad race. No, you're 100% correct. She's, she's been a very consistent mare throughout her career, and she's got better each preparation. Uh, she was very good over the spring without winning, but um, yeah, she... she all but won the matriarch on the final day, just got run over in the last stride. And uh, the horse that beat her Caulfield on Boxing Day defibrillate um, looks very, very smart. He, he won again yesterday. So she's sort of been knocking on the door of another win and, and deserved that yesterday. Yeah, he was terrific, defibrillate, isn't he? So that would have given you confidence. But Craig Williams spoke after the race, Denny, about the, the fact she hadn't won for a little while and it was about getting everything right. Is that something you had spoken about pre-race in terms of the timing and, and whatnot? Yeah, she's, she's sort of been left in front at her last two starts when she has run second with probably uh, 250 or 300 metres to go. So Greg was really keen there to not get there too soon yesterday. Um, you know, he, he couldn't have ridden the horse any better and he, he really waited in the straight until he tackled Frosty Rocks inside the last 100 and, um, and, and, and put it to bed from there. Danny, we were saying at the start of the program, this meeting has become a a good meeting in its own right. But what it does is it, it creates a narrative for next week because so many of the winners yesterday are likely to back up in the, within the seven days in, in Magic Million races next week. She falls into that category, Paradis. You've got two options. One's 
a very nice option and one's uh, probably less of the nice but not too bad. Uh, you've had a bit of time to think about it. Uh, what do you plan to do next week? Uh, look, I'm still not sure, to be honest. I'll, I'll have a look at her during the week. She seems to have pulled up very well. Um, yes, you're right. The 2,400-metre race is a million dollars, so it's, it's very tempting. Uh, and uh, there's no doubt she could run well in the 1800 as well. She has run well at 2,000, but we haven't taxed her beyond that at the moment. So um, we'll, we'll just see what, what we want to do over the next 48 hours and, and make a call, obviously, when acceptances turn up on Wednesday. You'll have another horse in the 2,400-metre race in Skador. Would that uh, influence your decision anything with, with this girl? Oh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, you, when you've got a million-dollar race, you need to run as many in it as you can if they're in form and, and capable of winning it. Danny, we, we said we can trust her because she always puts in. Uh, the run uh, earlier in the year at, at Royal Randwick, uh, what did you make of that on the heavy track? Look, she she wasn't given a, a great ride that day. Uh, she was probably four wide, no cover, and as you said, on a really heavy Randwick surface. So she was pretty brave that day, and you know, it was unfortunate that things didn't go to plan for her, but uh, I, I certainly didn't lay any blame on her for that performance. Being a race caller, I notice these colours, purple, yellow, sleeves, red cap, and they, they ring a bell with me because I've called these colours before here in Queensland. Uh, there's actually a horse going around at the moment called Samurai, a low-class horse, but a horse a few years ago called Lavelle. And then I, I looked at the owner, R.M. Anderson, and I'm sure he that is the R.M. Anderson that owned those horses. So uh, uh, can you give us a bit of background about the owner? I don't know. Uh, so Robert Anderson is one of your know, long-time owner based in Victoria. Uh, he's been racing horses for over 50 years. He breeds a lot of horses as well. Um, he has a residence on the Gold Coast. He loves it up here and uh, always has two or three in work with Noel Doyle on the Gold mm. Coast as well as mm. uh, the horse he has in work in Victoria. So yes, you would be used to seeing them going around a little bit in Queensland as well. Um, and he breeds a lot of horses at Wooden Stud. He's got uh, three or four in the Magic Eden sale as well this week. Denny, you've been on the Gold Coast for a little while now. Got up here and kind of ironic you can get in from Melbourne, we can't get in from Brisbane, but uh, how, what would your observations be down there from the sale grounds of, uh, say, a percentage of trainers that are there this year that that are not there this year compared to other years? Look, I think all the Victorian trainers that you would expect to be here are here, so there, there won't be any drop-off from Victoria. Um, probably it might be a little bit more complicated for some of the Sydney guys. I've, I've seen a few of them up here, but uh, not not in the numbers you'd expect yet. Uh, I, I presume that certainly by sale data that the situation should be okay for the Brisbane guys. So I, I would expect it's only going to be a number of, of the Sydney bigger trainers that it might be a bit complicated for them to get here. Well, that's the case with uh, with Paradis. We look forward to when you make that decision and we look forward to seeing you one way or the other next Saturday, just before we go, and I suppose on a, a, a downer, uh, White Hibiscus was uh, a long odds on favourite yesterday. Any report on her run place run? Look, she um, she got a lot wrong there yesterday. Speaking to Damien Lane last night, you know, it didn't help that she missed the start nearly two lengths and and probably settled in in the most you know inconvenient position she could have, which was last and on the fence. Uh, he then tried to overcome that by getting hooking right out the back and taking off at about the 500 metre mark, which was just a little bit too much for her to be. There, she, she peaked on her run inside the clock tower. Damien wasn't um, overly critical. He, he, he just said, you know, the combination of all those factors added up to her just, just peaking on her run. Um, she's going to have a little freshen up, won't run again now until Flemington on Lightning Stakes Day, which I think is the second Saturday in, in February, and uh, I'm sure she can bounce back to her better form then. You enjoy the week and uh, look forward to seeing parody, as I said, one way or another next Saturday. And congratulations on yesterday. Thank you very much. Danny O'Brien joining us this morning, the trainer of Paradis, Craig Williams riding. And um, uh, as we uh, sort of expected, she ran the favourite and did everything we, she, we expected of her. Race fairly handy and strong to the line. Frosty Rocks, though, gave her a, a run for money. There was a few strides there where you thought, mate, maybe she's not going to pick him Ooh, up. In, in that lockdown situation, <laughs> I, was, I was on the edge of the seat. I was actually in the <laughs> studio here and I thought, oh, no, don't tell me this. Not a horse I like, Frosty Rocks, too much, but uh, it, it fought very gamely. Just on uh, what we were talking about at the start of the program, you know, horses backing up next week, yep. a lot of the market moves overnight. Gee, they've been pretty drastic. They And, mm. and you often say this, don't you, that, that sometimes winners... Uh, 
it's a it's a overreaction. Knee, overreaction. I was going to say mm. knee jerk, but overreaction. Parody now for the sub zero two dollars fifty. You want to take two dollars well, fifty about well, uh, twenty four hundred meters? But that's well, not 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 until the trainer confirms she's going to run <laughs> in the race. And um, and ballistic boy is now at four dollars. What did you make of his run yesterday? Oh, I think fifth. his run was all right. Um, yeah. you know, it, was, it was a race dominated by you know the leader and the, the horse that sat on his tail. So he, he he had to be a risk yesterday, ballistic boy. Everything that had gone on, but I would say the way he hit the line, you'd say he's back on track. We we know these twenty two hundred metres, and he's going to be better suited there next week over twenty four. So, and he hasn't won, so that's probably going to help his weight a little bit too. I was going to unveil all my crankiness at the start of the show, but I thought that would be a bad way yes. to start. And I also felt better because mm. I'd lost my my phones on 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 yes. route to the 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 studio and got them back. You're so back to winner there. A big winner, a big winner. So I'll just I'll just intersperse the crankiness as we go along. Oh, I'm used to that. Um, the time parody round was one forty eight sixty nine thirty four thirty one. The last six hundred metres, which is a good spread home, but indicating the track was never a soft six yesterday. Honest. They upgraded. To, to a soft five, mm. but uh, I mean the first race they ran one nine point seven. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that because the track was a soft six in the morning, and the weather was a little unsettled, cloudy, mm. you know, there's a chance of a shower. The narrative became not just with myself, and, and I'm first to put my hand up to say it did affect me in some way. But a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, uh, another shower will be soft seven could be a yeah, heavy that's eight. true. But the track was never probably a soft six to start with one nine seven in the first. No, that's. That's right, and you need to be retrospective there. And you you feel it should have been a four from pretty much that point onwards. Well, I think no, I, I think they could have started with a soft five and gone to a good four. And and uh, just to to uh, reinforce that point, we're going to go to our next replay now, and our next guest is is coming up on the line. This is the gold pearl won by Swift Witness, and she rocketed right up the ladder in the Magic Millions market. She runs one two point seven nine, running a, running a class record. In race two. Yep. So I'll leave that with everyone. But let's have a listen to the replay. She was ultra impressive with the blinkers on. What a choice on the inside of the Licit Affairs as they come to the turn with 400 metres left to run. Swift Witness comes to the outside. Rhapsody Rose deeper out. Miss Hipstar in trouble there. Rhapsody Rose ran out underneath the favourite as they reached the 250. Swift Witness sprinted, darted past Glorious Ruby. Mashani Enchanted coming from last, getting right up on the inside. Then Miss Hipstar, but it's all over. Swift Witness and Glenn Boss coming away. An easy win in the gold pool. Glorious Ruby second, Miss Hipstar third, Mashani Enchanted fourth from Miss In Charge, and then Rhapsody Rose, Illicit Affairs, followed by De Maurier, and What a Choice came in last of all. Well, it was a good day for the training partnership of Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott at Aquas Park Gold Coast yesterday. We heard Swift Witness. They won a race later in the day, but Adrian Bott is joining us this morning on Past the Post. Adrian, good morning. Congratulations. It was a good day. Yeah, good morning, guys. Thanks very much. Yeah, ex excellent day. I'm glad to see the uh, horses up here doing well for us. 12 months is, uh, in some ways, could be a quick time. Last year, there was the, the boom on Farnan going into Magic Millions. The things went a little bit awry during the week. But with this uh, with this filly, Swift Witness, she came off what was a, a creditable debut run at Wyong. But yesterday, uh, she looked sharp and ran time. Yeah, look, she she showed the, the the improvement that we were hoping to see from that first up run at Wyong. I, I, I guess to an extent, she was um, not pushed to that race, but it, it certainly came up quick for her. Um, yeah, a bit of an ask to have a, her first start in that particular race, giving away a bit of bit of racing experience, and that certainly showed against the, against the winner there. Um, look, she only had a trial sort of, I think it was sort of six days before going into that race, so not not the ideal sort of lead up for her. Um, but I thought she ran very well, stuck on gamely and. Um, and importantly, showed the good improvement out of that yesterday. How important were the blinkers for her yesterday, Adrian? Look, I, I think to an extent we would have seen a, a fair bit of natural improvement there, just for, from the experience. But no doubt, I, I think it helped help her make up those few lengths that she needed to, just because uh, you know, in we, we, we sort of felt that she needed them in, in, in a couple of trials. We just wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt and give her the uh, first chance at, at while. Um, I guess there's a tight track, not, not always easy there. But uh, Tim certainly felt the feedback from from that particular day. She's just a little bit, a little bit field shy there, just sort of a little bit unsure of herself. And um, so I think that was definitely a a, a, a big factor that um, helped her improve those few lengths there yesterday, just to give her that 
give her that confidence. Adrian, her racing pattern seems tailor-made for a Magic Millions victory. I'm not saying we're not going too far, but she has the speed to take a position. But what was evident yesterday at only a second race start, she was strong to the line, and that was reflected in the time, one two point seven nine. You would have been hardened by the fact that the Colts later ran nearly a second slower. Yeah, look, it certainly um, looked to be going pretty strong early. Uh, like I thought she's got plenty of natural speed herself and she was forward enough in the run, but, uh, you know, sort of evident sort of there pretty early that we, we, we weren't going to be able to sort of hold that lead or sustain that. So, um, yeah, Glenn sort of did the right thing in sort of uh, bringing her back there and, and, and getting out of that speed battle. And um, no doubt, I guess that'll sort of also help her going, going forward next week, just... That versatility, she's got the speed to put herself there and lead if needs be. She's shown she can sort of take a sit, um, race tractably there. So, um, yeah, I, I think she's got all the right qualities that you need and you certainly sort of take a lot more confidence in the fact of the the pattern in, in, in that race day before, um, producing plenty of winners itself in the race uh, on, the, on the quick backup and, and also just sort of a, a last-up winner going into the race. So um, going in full of confidence and... And look, yesterday was always the always the plan for us to go to Wyong. You know, win win lose in in, in the Wyong race, we're, we're always going to be racing today or, or racing again after that particular race. So it hasn't sort of been a, a last minute rush decision. Uh, we always felt that was the plan in order to try and get her there for the main day, which I think is important. And um, look, she's a, a lovely big filly. There's plenty of strength and substance to her. So always thought that a backup wouldn't be an issue for it. Uh, Adrian, Glenn Boss already committed to fake love in the Magic Millions. You indicated that Breton Avdullah would get the ride on Swift, Swift Witness. Did did Glenn's post-race comments add sort of more confidence to to the camp going forward to next week? Oh, yeah, look, he, he obviously sort of spoke very very, very highly of the filly and, um, you know, to get the comments from, um, you know, someone such as experienced as, as Glenn, he knows what it takes to be winning a race such as that. So, um, you know, he, he certainly helped... Um, yeah, help the confidence levels post-race there for sure. From a punning perspective, you always look at these things and, well, you know, she's all class, beat her by five lengths uh, at Wyong there. Should we take out of that that she's all class, is is, is that, that good or that your girl took that big, big step to, to bridge that gap yesterday? Oh, look, I, I can't speak too much for she's all class. She was obviously very very dominant, very very impressive in, in, in that particular race. Um, but on that day, I guess she had the advantage of, of race experience and and no doubt that showed in in, in our in, in, the, in the manners in which uh, Swift Fitness ran. Um, I'd like to think that we have improved significantly off that. As I said, we we, we sort of discussed a, a, a number of reasons for those factors. Um, but look, no no doubt, um, you know, huge amount of respect for for she's all class, and and we'll continue to hold that. But you know, in, in assessing our own individual filly, I think it's very fair to say that she's she's made up a significant amount of ground and and certainly closed closed that gap. A quick mention to two for the the Cook family under the mystery Downs banner. By gee, they put a lot into racing. Uh, you know, with, with with several stables, and of course, they share in the ownership of this uh, this Philly Swift Winters race in her colours. Yeah, they're, they're they're fantastic supporters of the industry, and um, you know, it's it's you know, it's exciting to, to have some success for them. Uh, you know, we've got a couple of horses for them now, and. Uh, including Shout the Bar, who had a, a fantastic campaign, won uh, two Group Ones for them as well. So uh, we we enjoy racing with Francis and Christine Cook and, and many of the other partners as well. Um, the Hendersons involved in this particular filly, Mark and Leah Timms, um, all locals here in in Queensland. So it'll be a important victory if we can uh, if, if we can secure that next Saturday, next Saturday for. Well, she's there at the right time. Uh, she she delivered yesterday, and it was almost deja vu about five races later because here's a horse who we know has the ability. It has been going well this campaign. He, he's probably his second campaign was a little bit off, but Yao Dash yesterday went to the line like a bullet. Yeah, he just uh, things just worked out well for him. He, he seemed to sort of get the right run in the race, and uh, yeah, a bit of speed on helped, and he was able to sort of conserve himself there early. Nice soft draw, just allowed to allowed us to put him where we wanted him in the run. And, um, yeah, was, I, I guess that's sort of the thing that's seen, just missing the last um, 12 months from him to see him really, really attack the line and, uh, and and pull away from him, which we know he can do. So fantastic to see him do that again. And, and, and hopefully that's just the confidence that he's needed to, to regain and, and go right on with it. Um, yeah, whether, I guess in his first campaign, he was pushed a little and, and whether that just sort of took it, 
took it out of him and he felt that that next preparation didn't quite come up. Um, so we gave him plenty of time and uh, he certainly matured and looks looks a lot better for it now. That first campaign, he got to pretty much a Group 1 level, being only a length and a half off Bivouac and, and yes, yes, yes. Could he get to that level yet, Adrian, or sort of what what sort of targets are, are realistic for him now? Yeah, look, I, I guess, look, now, now at a point where there's no real rush with him. He's a uh, four-year-old gelding, so there's no rush to, to just throw him in the deep end at Group 1 level again. We've um, you know, got plenty of time to take him through his grades and, um, you know, try and... I think it's important he's shown he is very much that confidence horse. So uh, one step at a time with him and um, just, yeah, trying to get him to improve, keep taking that confidence, go through his grades, uh, keep stepping up, raising the bar. And uh, I'm sure if we look after him in that sense, we'll, we'll continue to um, continue to race well and, and hopefully have a, a you know, plenty of longevity throughout um, his career. He is nominated for two races there next week, the 1,800-metre Open and the, the Magic Millions Cup. Is the, the plan to back him up in one of those races? Yeah, look, he'll, he'll, he'll definitely back up. Uh, it'll be in the 1,400-metre race, thank you. Certainly, he's shown yesterday he's um, you know, very effective over that trip. He's still got plenty of uh, speed about him and sharpness, so um, don't feel there's any need to be sort of trying to stretch him out over uh, you know, an untried distance at this point in time. Marcinet was good in the same race. He was excellent. Uh, look, he unfortunately just sort of got posted wide there. We're hoping to be able to sort of be a bit more prominent in the run than, than he was at Gosford. Um, but, yeah, he, he sort of got stuck three wide so without cover there, and I, I thought he still gave a good kick and brought on very bravely. So without having much luck, he was um, yeah, he, he was an excellent run. Uh, I guess we needed him to, 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 to feature prominently in that race. We would like to see him take his place in the, in, in the guineas, but uh, he may just be borderline there with the with the prize money levels. Uh, that being the case, we'll um, take him back to Sydney for, for an early autumn campaign. But uh, at this stage, he'll, he'll, he'll remain up here and we'll just see if we can uh, sweat on a, a run in the beginnings for him. And just before we do go, we mentioned him before, what's happening with Farnham at the moment? Farnham, he's, he's back in training, uh, back in the back in the stable at present, so very early days. Um, hopefully we'll see him at uh, the start of the autumn, autumn campaign in Sydney and uh, just be targeted towards the... The Group 1 sprint race is there, so very exciting to, to have him back. Good on you, Adrian. Thanks for your time this morning. Both horses performed so well yesterday and, and obviously both will be competitive next Saturday. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks. Thanks very much for that. Just want to say um, no big big thank you to Chris Munt and his team. They've been a um, you know, integral part in mm. sort of us getting the horses up here and <clears throat> allowing them to, to get to the races in such good order. It's a, a huge team effort on, on, on his part. You know, With all the restrictions of that in place, we obviously haven't been able to send up the staff that we wanted to so um, we've been relying quite heavily on Chris and his team and um, you know he's sort of gone, gone above and beyond in sort of helping us and um, yeah, I think it speaks volumes of him as a person and um, yeah just big big help for us and you know I guess that's what the industry is about everyone pulls together in these tough times but um, certainly hasn't gone unnoticed and hopefully we're going to have, um, continue next week. Thanks Adrian thanks for that good kind words Adrian Bot joining yeah. us this morning thanks, part of the uh, the training partnership with, with Gay Waterhouse um, Swift Witness Mm-hmm. That 1,100 metres at the Gold Coast is a quick 1,100. They can run fast times. But I just thought, it, you know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm probably drawing a longish bow here, but 12.79 yesterday was a class record. That's a good gallop for a two-year-old. Worth remembering, Hootson won on a soft six. Mm-hmm. Well, that might have been a real soft six. But uh, <laughs> she ran 1.416. And last year, Queen K on a good four ran 14.5. So, and when Sunlight won, of course, it was a 900-metre race. So, um, just a, a no, fun no, no. fact. Sunlight, she won a 900, then she won the 1100. So, Sunlight, David, won 248. And we know Sunlight, of course, was a proven Group 1 performer. But 1279 is a good gallop. And, yes. you know, a comparison on the day is what counts most. And the horse we're about to talk about next, Finance Tycoon, ran... One three point six three. Let's have a look at the betting though. Swift Witness, uh, no surprise, twenty six dollars now into seven dollars. I had a bit of time up my sleeve yesterday. Yes. I was trying to get on when, well, when she well, won. Well, well, that was that, the, that was wasn't allowed. Had the trigger finger out. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't permitted by by operators. <laughs> but but um, I, th- I think I think this is a magic millions, and we've discussed this week after week. That is not super high with quality, but I think from what we saw yesterday. I think it's going to develop now into a very good betting race. But again, in that case, barriers are ultra important. 
But if this filly draws, you know, within the first six or seven, she's got the speed to take a spot. And what you saw yesterday, well, I don't think she's going to go backwards in seven days. So she's going to be competitive. She certainly is, and you know, maybe it will develop into a high-class race if, if she's running that sort of time at start number two and you've got uh, She's All Class having tailed her up. We haven't mentioned Glorious Ruby, David. First start in a race. Yes, that's, uh, that's sneaky. Brian Day is $201 into $61 and ran the race of its life. Yeah. Uh, although Swift Witness in the end was a winner by three. Miss Hipstar uh, didn't begin well off the outside gate, didn't have the... The, the, the right sort of run, made ground, but I wouldn't think could win the Magic You wouldn't think that. so. You called that right that the barrier was an issue and it, it panned out the way she'd sort of seemed possibly a little bit lost back in the field. Cranky alert. Okay. How was Rhapsody Rosalette to start? Mm. Now, I, I've, I've spoken to several people who were in the enclosure mm-hmm. and the way she flipped over... Now, I'm no event, I, I get that, but it was a horrible seat and she was in a bad mood all the way. Um, well, she dumped two jockeys. Exactly, and then was allowed to start. No wonder she drifted from $4.60 to $7 and missed the play. So I'm just saying, you know, it was... Uh, everyone I spoke to in the, yeah. who was in the enclosure, they said it was a horrible watch and she was just in a shocking frame of mind. Mm. So Stewards subsequently ordered, I think, she's got to trial. Mm. And so Chris Munn, speaking to him late yesterday, he said he would speak to the owners tomorrow to see if they want to pay up. She'll get a run in the Magic Kingdoms mm. if they if they want to press ahead, so that'll be an interesting decision to, to come. And Justin Huxtable, we, we've got to mention him. He mm. got copped a nasty whack. Uh, uh, the, the, well, you know, obviously permeated the vest almost. Yes, and uh, he, he certainly wasn't... He was in a huge amount of pain, and, and, and even so yesterday afternoon, there was conflicting reports on whether there was a broken rib or not. That, that came through from Glenn Prentice. Chris wasn't certain about that, but... What Chris Muntz did say is that doctors were, were more concerned with what in, internal damage may have been done and uh, looking at his spleen and, and his kidney. So hopefully there's a more positive report there for him today. We'll check on that during the day. Well, that was the girls. Let's go to the boys now in the nugget. And they wanted to gamble with Finance Tycoon, $3.50. Shaquiro was the second pick at 440 Shaquiro's the leader. 600 metres left to run. Rambo, a half length away and a break of a length and a half to Finance Tycoon, who's wide coming to the bend. Jackson on time, fourth on the rail. Then Mashani Scandal ridden along, followed by General Wolf and Character. Comes to the outside when they turn. Shaquiro, a narrow leader past the 300 metres mark. Finance Tycoon looms up on the outside now. Rambo between them. Can't go with them. Finance Tycoon, race two Shaquiro, Finance Tycoon took the lead. Shaquiro battles back. Shaquiro, Finance Tycoon, stride for stride. Finance Tycoon beat Shaquiro. They drew clear of Jackson on time. Rambo character, General Wolf. Mashani Bandit, Mashani Scandal. And then our hot friend. And last was Head Lander. Finance Tycoon now trims up from $11 into 9 And the horse of beat Shaquiro... Titans from $13 to 11 but on the day the honours were with Finance Tycoon. Nice looking horse too and uh, Ben Hayes, part of the training partnership of Ben and Tom Dabernick. He's our next guest on Pass the Post. Ben, a good day for you yesterday. This preparation is coming along absolutely perfectly for the, the, the big big race next week. Thank you guys. Thank you for having me on. Um, that was a big thrill for him to get up. Uh, we It was... Um, it's always good when a plan comes together. So uh, Tom and I are very happy. Um, he's done everything right from, from the get-go, Ben, um, winning a Maribyrnong plate and the horse he beat that day had been impressive prior. So clearly a long-term plan to, to get to the Magic Millions? Oh, definitely. He's always a horse that's shown some nice ability at home. Uh, his first two starts down the straight at Melbourne were very good. Um, and then he just improved. He's... He's a remarkable horse because he hasn't actually been out of work, which is very rare for two-year-olds. Um, he was always just kept in work, taking over with the Magic Millions in mind and um, hasn't affected him one bit. He's, uh, he's in a great mood. Um, he really handled the run yesterday well. Um, he had almost finished his food by the time JD and I left the stable, which is pretty good sign, and he licked the bin this morning and... He was a um, really sound trotting away as well. So um, at this stage, it looks like he's really handled the run well. So um, I'll see. We'll see how he is during the week, but um, I think he'll handle the backup no problem. 
His two runs in Melbourne uh, during the spring were 900 metres and 1,000. He went to the 1,100 yesterday. Of course, next week is 1,200, and it will be a high-pressure 1,200. What are your thoughts on that in, in regards to Finance Tycoon? Uh, when you look at him in the yard, he's a very long horse. Uh, he's got a nice big hip, and he only is going to improve. So I, I think he's really doing natural ability at the moment. So... Uh, I think 1,200 be no problem. I, I'm hoping he can be a miler. Sure. Ben, I wrote yesterday how the race, it's been a fascinating race for Lindsay Park over such a long period of time. Your father, David, has trained seven place getters in the race without having cracked it for a win. Um, certain sense of irony if if you and Tom would be able to pull it off in your first year after he heads back, headed back to Hong Kong. Oh, definitely. It's a, it's a race, Dad. Yeah, as you said, he's always struggled. The horses are around well, but unable to get the chocolates it's been a bit of an unlucky race for us uh but we've tried something slightly different to our traditional way uh we got the horse up here early um after watching the set success of um sunlight and there was a couple others as well that backed up into the race and just having a look at that the gold coast course it's a very tight track and it's unique so for a horse to have a feel before the actual race i think it's a big advantage and that was our plan and it was good to see him handle it yesterday so if he draws a nice gate uh for saturday next saturday um he'll he'll naturally put himself in a good position and he'll be right in the race yeah i think it's it's uh that's more than a fair comment that with uh, a reasonable run and, and no bad luck you would think he would be competitive just in regards to next saturday ben of the stable got any other runners on the big day no just him, so hopefully it's a hundred percent strike rate. <laughs> you can spend all your time on him during the week with uh, with the, with the, with the team. Thanks for this morning, and, and good luck next week. Thank you, guys. And Hayes joining us this morning. Finance tycoon, your thoughts on the win? Yeah, professional win. Um, obviously, the time sort of uh, yeah. that that sort of puts a sort of uh, breaks on your enthusiasm, but he but he does do everything right. I think he is going to be strong at the the twelve hundred meters. Um, and I think you know, he's beat a fair benchmark too in, in Shakiro. That was back to his right form there yesterday, his British plate type form. Yeah, it's, as I say, these races provide uh, good talking points beforehand, but also post race. And, you know, you, in the end, you've got to make an assessment of both races. And I suppose the difference in the times uh, can be foremost in your thoughts. And just recapping those times for the listeners Swift Witness, 1 2.79. Finance Tycoon one three point six three, so it's almost a second difference. Yeah, and and the, the final sectionals were, were, were the official sectionals were similar too. So um, you nailed your colours to the Farn and Mast on this day last year <laughs> after witnessing the track gallop. Um, which, uh, which where are you at right now? Are you a swift witness or are you a she's all class? No, I haven't made my mind up yet. Oh, come on. No, no. no you well, just said before you went to press the button on the, the, the Swift Witness. Oh, only because of the odds that it was. Trying to secure the 20. Because of the odds that it was. But um, look, look, I'll reiterate this point. I think this is a Magic Millions that is going to be high on chances. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think there's a lot between these horses. Yep. The only thing I will say is that she's all class from what we saw at Wyong. And who's to say she hasn't improved either? The fact that she beat the, the Swift mm. Witness so easily... She might be in a different category. Mm, mm. Um, but I think it'll be high on legitimate chances. I'm not saying they're all, you know, great winning chances. There will be a lot of chances in the race. Yep. So I think the barriers will be all important. And, you know, let, let's think of a horse like Alpine Edge. Yes. Unbeaten in two runs, done nothing wrong, very professional. So it's, it's, it's shaping as a good race, and that's a good thing. I just noticed here with Miss Hipster, she was $18. Yeah, I was surprised at that too. But now she's 15. Yeah. She came in. You wouldn't have thought she enhanced her chances, or maybe we just said elevated too high. Well, exactly right. Let's uh, turn our attention now to these rising star races. And these are a good race in their own right as well. They're class four level, three and four-year-olds, but worth a quarter of a million dollars. We'll go to the, the Phillies, race six, and Stolen Jade, uh, who'd been in great form for Clary Connors, was a well-back favourite, $3 she ran.
Pavy Moore on the inside of Intrepidacious. First 700 in 43 flat. Twerk, a length away, running third. 05 Glory, fourth. Reduce Image on the fence. A length away, Stolen Jade, needing the way through. And Beach Break at the head of the others. Coming around the turn with 300 to go. Toppy, Intrepidation hit the lead. Reduce Image got the fence. Stolen Jade, the split between them. Stolen Jade let down. Went after Intrepidacious. Intrepidacious, tackled by Stolen Jade. Stolen Jade hit the front, drew clear. Stolen Jade beat Intrepidacious. Reduce Image, Beach Break set me up. Then uh, Pull Anchor. Girls are ready, Lady Banth, Mashani, Blossom, Beck and Lenny. Followed by 05 Glory, Twerk, Abby Moore and Shuan Yu came in last of all in the Magic Millions Rising Stars. Clary Connors is one of Australia's most popular trainers. We've seen a lot of him in Queensland over the decades, win lots of races. We don't see him as much now, but we didn't actually see him yesterday, but... His presence was there because uh, this uh, uh, horse, Stolen Jade, no horse is going better. And, and Clary's on the line. Clary, congratulations. She's flying. Yeah, boy, thanks a lot. Isn't she going well? And obviously you set her for this race. Yeah, well, you know, looking forward a little bit and seeing her. Yeah, that's a nice race. And because she's a magic million mare and, uh, we, you know, she, she wasn't going good enough as a young horse, a little problems. And, and I've seen this race the week before, and I thought, gee, this is a nice race. It was at Class 4, and I made sure I was like, after she won at Kimber, that was a Class 4, and I wouldn't run her again. Mm. And uh, and I, so I, I, I sort of planned for the for that race yesterday, and uh, when she won at Kimber, I, it was a backup from the previous week. I backed her up to see if she would back up. And uh, so I said, yeah, everything's fine. So, that's, uh, so we've gone up there to win yesterday and back her up next week in the bigger one. It turned out to be a pretty good 10 minutes for you, didn't it, Clary? Because you were at Kembler and the, you your nine-year-old, <laughs> he's a given, sort of aim up and, and win there as well. Yeah, I was, I was watching her on the TV because, you know, you put the race back, Buggy. You know, that, <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't help me much because I, I, I was going to watch her, then sit down and celebrate, then, then I got to settle the other or something. Next thing I'm settling one up and trying to watch the other one on the TV. But... Uh, yeah, no, but uh, it was good. And he, he's a lovely old horse. He's he's, um, he's won a heap of races for me now. Clary, this is a mare by So You Think, and you just alluded to it before, that she had a few issues uh, and was a, a bit of a, a late developer. Just expand on, on that, that for us. Yeah, well, she sort of turned in one foot a bit. Uh, a hoof, I had a bit of a hoof problem. And, you know, hoof, hoof problems take a fair while to to correct because you've got to show them and if you got to get them to the by shoeing them correctly. You got to you get the hoof to grow the right way that you want it to grow. She was putting more weight on one side of a hoof than the other, and was giving me little problems. Uh, uh, it's like yourself, you work on one side of your foot, well, you're going to end up with a sore ankle or something. So we had to sort of go and get that all done. And I was very patient, Anna. So I said, look, you know, she goes great. Just be patient. And she was also at that time because of this reason. I was sort of nursing a bit. She got very heavy. She was a big, great doing mare. And early on in the campaign, even though she did race well, she ran second and all things, she was, wasn't properly fit, I'd say. She was very, because she was overweight. She was very gross. And um, when she went out for a spell after Kembla, or a bit of a bit of a let up, I didn't spell, I, I sent her the water walker for five or six days just to keep her turning over. And... Uh, we sort of kept the weight off, and uh, she's racing much better. Um, she was a hundred and twenty thousand dollar purchase out of the Barrymore Draft um, at the Magic Millions of two thousand and eighteen. But you describe her as well, her nickname is Bo, named after Bo Derrick. So you, you describe her as this magnificent what uh, specimen of a girl. What what makes her such a, a good looking horse? Well, I don't know if you so you think he was a stunner himself. Yep. He was a beautiful mm. horse, and, she, and I, when I said you just say so you think all over again. She just, she's got a great head on her, great head, and terrific shoulders, and excuse me, but a great big rump on her. She's got a big, powerful rump. And uh, us trainers like our horses have big, powerful rumps. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and when she walks, she just oversteps so far. And I just said, I've never seen a horse overstep so far as that. And I just said, I've got to try and find it by if I can. And, um, and that's how I ended up with her. And I was easy to syndicate her. People come into the horse straight away. And I think I've told everybody that um, 
freight driver was bringing it from the coast to to Sydney. When he got her in the float, he rang me up and he said, is there a share left in that horse? I'd love to have a share in that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the sort of horse you want. You see, you, you know, anybody that's seen her yesterday, like I think um, she was sort of pick of the yard because she's a, she's a beautiful man, mm. beautiful man. She certainly is. And uh, you'd have no complaints with the ride by Brad Stewart? No, he rode it very well. Uh, he's very well. He's, uh, and I'm glad that he's, he rode it uh, yesterday for, for next week or so. He's riding again in the big race. And, of course, she doesn't do anything wrong, but you know, yesterday she eased the back off him a little bit. I watched the replay this morning. Mm. He eased him back off, off the speed a little bit. Um, and then he sort of dug her up because when he eased her back, she does spit the bit out. She does relax. But then he had to dig her up then to hold a position, and then she sort of run up the back sides of the horse in front of her a little bit, and when he checked it then, she sort of threw her head up a little bit. But then she comes right back. She does. He does it, but then she comes back underneath you, you know. And he was patient and got the split, and, um, you know, he just said last night, he said she sort of suited herself and just charged through herself, really. Clary, when I spoke to you yesterday, you mentioned how helpful Gillian Heinrich and, and her stable had been. With with the travel restrictions that we've be, become accustomed to, trainers obviously have to put faith in, in other trainers um, in these situations where you send your horses away and you, you can't physically be there yourself. Yeah, well, you know, I couldn't have got a better place. So I, I rang up Gillian over a month ago when I was planning all this and said, oh, could, I, could I use your, uh, your stable to bring my horse up? And then, you know, she said, well... At the moment, I'm full, but if, I'll keep the store for you if I can, for sure, you know. And then when this all happened, and I rang her up then, I said, Jenny and I can't get up there. Uh, would you do my horse for you? I actually said, what about if we go and training partnerships for a couple of weeks? <laughs> and she said, yeah, she's just great. She's a lovely woman. And she just said, look, Chloe, you just send a list over what you want us to do, feed her, what work you want done, and we'll do it. And look, she's been super... When the horses work, she rings. They ring me up. The foreman rings me up, and how much feed she leaves. And so I've been very, very lucky to send her a place in, and they looked after one hundred percent. These are good things to hear, and I appreciate you saying it, Clary. Thanks for your time this morning, and good luck again with next week. I know one thing with Stolen Jade: if she doesn't win, she won't be far away because she never well, runs a bad race. That's for sure. That's for sure. Thanks very much. Good on you, Clary Connors, Bye. online this morning here on Past the Post. Two things about this win that were very good. Um, one, as Clary pointed out, she did travel a bit further back than she normally does and they didn't go hard. Again, uh, tempo is so important when when assessing form. And I'll just give you a quick uh, sketch here. They ran that race in 117-16, home in 34-16. So the first split, the first 700 metres was 43. In comparison, Yao Dash's race, the first split was 41-58, yeah. second and a half faster. So... The pace was actually against her. The tempo was against her, but she rallied well under the 59. Yeah, she did, and it must also be said that you you, you absolutely nailed this race. You, you said it was a two-horse race. and we, I think you declared the winner, and then you said, well, we'll also declare that Intrepid Aces will run second. Did you well, make, make, make the most of that? I won on this race. <laughs> I did win on this race rather rather well. Uh, Intrepid Aces was good. Uh, Redoute's image was good, but but fair to say they both had every chance. No, that's typical Redoute's image, isn't it? Yeah. So not far away. She's consistent, but she doesn't have a big killer punch. We might have a listen then to Yardash's race. This was the, the male section of the Rising Stars and was a very well-backed uh, favourite, 260. Short of a quarter of a mile left to run. Deep Speed showed the way into the straight. Came away from the fence. Marcinay deeper out. Dynamic Thinker hard ridden. The Astrologist on the inside. And Yao Dash is deeper on the track. 150 to go. The Astrologist got through. But Yao Dash descended. Yao Dash let go. Dropped on the Astrologist. Yao Dash raced away. Won the money. Ruka got up for second. Third tight. The Astrologist or Marcinay. Then Love Express. Thunder Mania and minted rich devil followed by shooting for gold vin co dynamic thinker deep speed pulling up in front of d gas and fast thinker was just about tail end charlie yes yeah dash uh, shooting away there and i don't think we mentioned the price but next week uh, goes to 15 dollars into five for the magic millions cup so that's a bit of wow. a shorten up and just with stolen jade she's in the mayor's race next week 11 dollars into eight but uh he was um, uh, at his best on song and too good. Yeah, that's um, more like what you expected from him, given what we saw early in his career. But 
Yeah, back from racing well against a subsequent stakes winner to a Class 4 plate. He was exceptionally well placed. Uh, Marcinet, the third horse, David's a $26 chance in the guineas if he happens to scrape in. OK, well, let's. Uh, that was Nash Rewilla's uh, second winner of the day. Let's listen to his first winner, and this was another feature race. It's now run on wave day, the Magic Millions Country Cup. Penasquito led Animate coming to the turn and the 400. Dreamtime Magic third. Katie's daughter fourth from Sam Pierre. Dancing Donna. Unconditional back behind them will need to weave a way through as they're in the straight with 300 to go. Animate on the outside of Penasquito. Clear of Katie's daughter. Animate. Penasquito 150 metres out. They're still in front of Katie's daughter. Unconditional getting up on the inside. Animate in front. Penasquito kicked. Animate wins the Country Cup. Katie's daughter, late Penasquito, and Hardcore in a photo for the Miners. Mashani Bullet not far away. From Unconditional Ramtastic, I Am the General. Forever New York, San Pierre, Dreamtime Magic. And then came Supersonic Boom, followed further back by Hard Lady and Dancing Dollar, one of the last over the line in the Magic Millions Country Cup. Yes, uh, uh, a good payday for Animate. He's only had the 12 stars for five wins. Chris Lees was at Aquas Park Gold Coast yesterday and obviously delighted with the performance and delighted with the, the good tough ride by Rewilla. I think you can chalk that one up to Nash Rewilla, can't mm -hmm. he? really lifted that sure horse. Um, he, it was a great spectacle to watch him lifting that horse and um, he got there in the end. Katie's daughter was terrific. She was completely unwanted in betting the early favourite and... Um, she took a few strides to hit a top, but hit the line nicely. Friends of mine used to race Penasquito, yes. they? and at least it, and they're not in it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't it gone to a new level? And I was, <laughs> well, there's there's a bit of there's a bit of mischievous in me. I was watching it yesterday. I'm thinking of them watching that horse down the straight, saying, "Oh no!" But Chris <laughs> Anderson's got this horse absolutely low flying. Never runs a bad race, and no. he ran the race of his life yesterday, and uh, was fighting it out with Animate till the last few strides. We've covered off most of the, the features. Just a couple of quick mentions. Boom Nova. Uh, yeah, in fact, there's two horses coming up here now that I get wrong all the time. Boom Nova. Yes. Win, win, win. When it won its first race at, uh, at Dooman and the mm. Maiden, mm. it beat me, so I was sour on it. And I said, <laughs> it got an easy run. Next yes. time I wasn't on it, it got an easy run. And yesterday I said, well, I can't cross those inside. I'll get caught wide. It didn't it race back. I thought, well, it can't win. And it won. So I've got to drop off that completely. Uh, Chris Bunce has got this uh, horse going really well. Yeah, he's nominated for both the Guineas and the Cutis this week. He's hopeful of getting a run in the Cutis. Um, she's pretty good. Um, we saw that she acquitted herself well on debut in the, the duel behind mm. Kisakana and Rothfire. And she's really living up to that now. And she uh, did it tough yesterday. And a lesson to self, where will I learn sugar boom always leads? Nothing. <laughs> the berries are relevant. You could, you could have put it in Ashmore Road and it would have led. I mean, yeah. it is, it's, a, it's a, a stunning horse to watch how fast it is early. One of the fastest mm. horses I've seen. Yep, and the firm, firming track yeah, uh, was right, track. In, right in her favour. Time 50.07, just outside of the track record. I'll just put that out there. And the other race, won by Fisticuffs, another horse I don't like, but it flew down the outside. And I end the day with, if find the saddest emoji in the world, Prometheus. Oh, well, stone. Isn't motherless nothing fast. better than, nothing worse is there than you, you found a horse and you're done after two strides? Imagine if I was calling that race. <laughs> and that would have been the last line, the last horse over the line in the last race, and Prometheus, stone, stone motherless last. last. Anyway, that's for another day. So it was a great day of racing at the Gold Coast yesterday. As we said at the top of the show, great in its own right, but a great lead-in to next Saturday. And noticing, uh, just passing on some news, no uh, no new cases this so, morning announced yes. by the Premier. So, so fingers crossed that that, um, that lockdown can finish at 6pm Monday and uh, Brisbane-based racing fans can uh, get onto the coast this week. Take a short break here on Pass the Post. Thanks for your company this morning. Back to wrap it up by looking at some races interstate. Pass the Post on Radio Tab. And Royal Randwick hosted a nine-race card yesterday under soft conditions. The feature was the listed January Cup and the inform Spirit Ridge with $3.10.
And Wolf is the front runner from gone by. Spirit Ridge is easing three wide. Law me in four wide and further back to Mr. Marathon Man. Well into the straight now. Wolf being joined by gone by. Spirit Ridge is going after the leaders. Law me in still in it. And then came Mr. Marathon Man. Spirit Ridge for 200 out. It's Spirit Ridge about a half in front from Wolf. The outside Law me in grinding now. And then Mr. Marathon Man. But Spirit Ridge is going to do it again. There's another cup. Spirit Ridge beat Wolf. Photo third, Mr. Marathon Man, Law Me In. Then came a full meter. Further back, not a bad Harada. Uh, gone by Fryer and Missy Beale. Mark Newnham is building a nice CV with Spirit Ridge, or Spirit Ridge is building it for himself, of course. That was his fifth win yesterday, only his 13th start. He's a, an above-average stayer. He came off the Summer Cup win to win the, the January Cup there yesterday. And Paul Joyce, to his credit on Select Racing, uh, he got this map totally right. He said uh, Wolf and Controller up front and Spirit Ridge will able to be slot in, sit third. That's exactly how it worked out. Yeah, came to Australia as a 74 Raider and um, five starts later as a dual stakes winner. A couple of other things worth mentioning out of that meeting yesterday, just on Paul Joyce too, um, his best trifecta in race two, uh, Pinnacle Prince, everyone thought it was a standout. It won, only one that uh, Paul put in for the placings was Portuguese Tart at $81. When he attempted to run second or third, yes, I thought, hell, I used to watch this race at Gatton get beaten. I thought, what's he? <laughs> he's missed the boat here. Well, he got the trifecta and it paid about $170 with a twos-on chance winning. It wasn't as impressive yesterday, Pinnacle Prince. It didn't dash away, but it won, so I suppose a, a win's a win. And King of Hastings won later in the day in a benchmark 88. I think he's up here next week for the... The, the sprint race, the snippets. Yeah, he was scratched out of Flemington yesterday. Mm. Um, and you are right. He's dual nominated next week, David. He's in the both of the cup. Yeah, that's right. 15 to 11 in the snippets in the cup. 15 to 11 as well. Probably more likely the cup, 1,400. 1,400, yeah. Although it was 1,200 yesterday. That was Royal Randwick. Let's go to Flemington. The listed Chester Manifold was the main event. Into the straight at the 500 metres. It's coming around two lengths, three lengths, riding the wave. Brave Song tapped along. Never again to the outside from Guizo and Vacillator. Coming around 350 metres to go. Is about to realise it's a long straight. Riding the wave, giving strong chase. Brave Song comes on. Blaze Jowski and never again from the back. Riding the wave at the 200 metres. Just in front of Brave Song. And down the end. Brave Song took the front. Never again's the threat. Brave Song never again. Never again takes the lead. Vacillator. Vacillator's flying never again. Never again has just beaten Vacillator. Brave song. Photo for Guizo all riding the wave. Blaze Jowski and coming around was last. Going well. He won a Caulfield on Boxing Day and in the listed Chester Manifold yesterday. 1,400 again. And again, a strong finish. Clint McDonald training Michael Walker, the winning rider. Yeah, went 13 months without a win and 11 runs and suddenly puts uh, two together. Uh, pretty disappointing, the favourite there. There was a few sh few short price favourites that went uh, average at Flemington yesterday. How could anyone go 13 months without You and I do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for this morning. And uh, big week ahead of us, of course, the barrier draw on Tuesday. And, yes. And uh, the big uh, tab Calcutta at the track on Thursday. And then well, we look forward to the acceptances on Wednesday. Will they come out as normal? I imagine they will. Yeah, the, the two feature races, the two Tuesday. and the rest on Wednesday, yes. And... Um, Hopefully we'll be able to hear your, uh, your dulcet tones coming from the Gold Coast next uh, Saturday as opposed from your uh, couch where you've been no doubt offering plenty of expert opinion. Oh. And plenty of expert opinion tomorrow on Press Room too. Oh, I can't I've, wait. I've, I've wasted it all this morning. I'll have to think of some oh, more during the day. Exactly. Thanks for your time. Cheers. Nathan X will be joining us. And, folks, thanks for your company. Always appreciate you joining us on Sunday morning. Hopefully you've learned a lot and uh, enjoyed the last hour. We'll do it all again post-Magic Millions on Past the Post next Sunday. Bye-bye.